Hotel history is created for adult audiences. Content may not be suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised. You're listening to Hotel History. We take you with us through the sordid history and scandals of some of the world's most famous and infamous hotels. I'm Dieta. And I'm Yael. Let's get started. So welcome back. We're doing something a little bit different this episode. We have a new series that we're going to uh, we're going to explore fictional hotels and inns where we pick about whichever one comes to mind from our favorite TV show or movie, and we we talk about it. Yeah. So if you guys have any ideas, please feel free to send them to us. Otherwise, we're just gonna do the shows that we like. Yeah. So for our first episode, we're gonna do something we both are really excited about uh it is the independence inn and dragonfly inn from the gilmore girls <laughs> and uh is there any other inns oh oh and the inn that it's based off which is real so this is a half fictional yeah this will episode we'll half real episode <laughs> we had to just dip our toe in. we could only do half fictional but we're going to call it this yeah. full episode. Two out of three. Out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So we're both obsessed with Gilmore Girls. Um, like many of you. I'm assuming anyone listening is obsessed with Gilmore Girls. Otherwise, you'd probably skip this episode. Right. Yeah. So if anyone doesn't know <laughs> the show Gilmore Girls, first of all, welcome to the world. <laughs> and uh go on to your netflix what account. Yeah, what have you been watching on netflix yeah. for the past five years six years so the show came out um in 2001 i think on wb which was used to be a channel on channel 11 <laughs> for those of you who are too young to know what yeah it was, TV it was a uh, channel two for me oh it was channel two mm-hmm. see i wouldn't know that I was living in my New York bubble. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's a show about a mother and daughter relationship. I feel like explaining it is so stupid because you can just Google it if you really don't know. But uh, who doesn't know the show? And uh, yeah, it like became really popular. It's still really popular. I watch it all the time. I rewatch. I know every episode. I know. I mean, I'm I'm what what are the fans called like GG heads? Oh, I don't, I don't know. know actually. I've never like, seen a name for the Gilmore Girls fans. There should be a name. Uh, there there probably is. I know there's like Team S- Jess and Team yeah. Dean, but that's more of the boyfriends. Stars Hollow Horrors. <laughs> <laughs> um Dozies. <laughs> Nobody's going to be named after Dozies. Dozies oh and uh but there has to be a better name. Yeah. There's uh I mean they they come up with cute phrases all the time on the the show. So you're telling me a fan hasn't come up with a cute phrase yeah. for or that Amy Sherman Palladino doesn't have a name for Gilmore Girls fans. I bet she'd have a great one. She probably calls them annoying. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um so okay, so a little bit more about why we're talking about the show is that in the show Lorelai the mother the main character runs uh the town's inn yeah right and 
she's the manager of the inn and it's a big part of the show. And then eventually she goes and she opens her own inn, which is called the Dragonfly Inn. So the inn she worked at was the Independence Inn. That gets sold. Then she goes and she works. Uh, then she opens the Dragonfly Inn. We should also warn spoilers yeah a little late i know uh, <laughs> i'll like edit a spoiler alert in yeah, right before spoiler, spoiler alert <laughs> we're going to have a lot of spoilers it's an old show no, like there's got to be a statute of limitations on spoilers like if you no. if it's been out in the public but maybe pop someone's- culture you know just starting and they don't maybe know. okay yeah, spoiler well, alert spoiler then you alert. shouldn't be listening to a podcast about a show you haven't finished yet but we're only supposed to be talking about the ends we, the dragonfly happens in like the sixth or seventh season what do you want from us the fifth season <laughs> oh my god how do you not know i'm kidding i don't know actually if that's true <laughs> um yeah no okay well if you don't want to hear any spoilers, don't listen to this episode or listen after you watch the show. But yeah, you can listen for like the next five minutes because we're going to talk about just the inspiration behind yeah. Stars Hollow and all of that. Yeah. So if anyone, a lot of people who watch the show, maybe they don't know the whole story behind Gilmore Girls is. And I feel like I said Gilmore Girls, like it's a mouthful for me. I don't know why. Do you hear it? Gilmore, <laughs> yeah. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Um, I'm like smushing the words together. So the, the creator, Amy Sherman Palladino said that she got inspired to make the show based off a trip she had in some little town in, in uh, Connecticut. Washington, Connecticut. Yeah. Washington, Connecticut. Well, and then I think the whole like Litchfield Hills region kind of, yeah. Had served different areas, inspired different aspects, but, but she, mostly Washington. Yeah. Well, it's, it's called Washington Depot, which is. I don't know. It's like the little area or downtown. I, I don't know. When you look at a map, it like goes Washington, then Washington Depot or something. If you look at it, you'll know what I'm talking oh, it's about. Pr- is it like a neighborhood inside yeah, Washington? Yeah, I think it's a neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. So she did it based on that. And then she based the Independence Inn on a real inn called the Mayflower Inn and Spa in Washington, in the same area. Um, and ever since the show, that area has like blown up and they even have a Gilmore Girls Festival. I've been there, <laughs> not at the festival, but I've been to the neighborhood. And it's really cute. And everyone knows who anyone who comes is like a Gilmore Girls fan. And they're like, oh, this bitch. <laughs> She's here. Um, but I'm it sure is really easy nice. to tell. It's, yeah. it's so nice there. It is really nice there. Uh, yeah. So um, Amy Sherman Palladino actually had already had the idea to do a show about a mother daughter dynamic. And but she just hadn't started writing it yet. And so this trip, I think, really helped cement a lot of those ideas of what the show was going to be for oh. her. And so her she head. came she came with it before. Yeah, she already had like the concept, but she didn't. But I think that the trip just like blew her away. And really, she was like, this is the setting. Like she didn't have a setting did for such it. A good job. Yeah, <laughs> she really did. <laughs> she, did a, she did a really good job. She like hits the hominess so well. So, oh, I have a question for you. Hmm. And I already know the answer, but I'm going to ask anyways. Independence Inn or Dragonfly Inn? Oh, I actually don't know. I've you never don't? thought about it. No. You, which team are you? I I didn't know there were separate teams. The In, the, In oh. my head, they're separate teams. <laughs> I don't know. 
dragonfly. I don't know. No. I really don't. I've never thought about it. Because the dragonfly is her in. It's like Yeah, her I mean, probably. Spirit. Yeah, because it's like, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I remember when I first saw the episodes about the dragonfly, and I'm like, it's a little much. They're like, <laughs> OD'd on the cutesy. Yeah. No, like all the frames on the wall and the overpowering like paisley paisley rose and like it was like too much. It almost reminded me of the episode where they go to that in the Cheshire Cat. Oh yeah. And she was like, ew. But I'm like, dude, yeah, just her version of ew. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're they're, the dining area is really nice. Yeah. But it just the living room and stuff is like a lot. It's it's a little bit. Um, it it yeah. gives you a headache. Uh, I think if they toned it down, it would have been perfect. But the Independence Inn has like that old colonial vibe yeah. and like it's historical, so I do like that. But it's not as um, personal as the Dragonfly. That's fair. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, there's a, like it's warm, but there's a little bit of a distance for the Independence. Yeah. Yeah. So you still don't know which ones. Really no, I, I would I would have to like watch episodes of them like side by side to to really like make my well, choice. You can't do that because then you get like your feelings involved. <laughs> the, you know, the are first you saying your feelings aren't involved? Obviously not. I'm looking at this 100 <laughs> percent objectively, like just on the decor. No, because the first seasons are of the independence in and then the other seasons are with the other one. So it's like a totally different vibe. Like Rory spoiler alert loses her virginity <laughs> on the night of the of, the, of yeah. the dragonfly opening that's true so yeah i wouldn't want to taint my um perception of the dragonfly based on how upset i am with all the characters choices well then there's two there's two the the opening night of the dragonfly was like one of the best episodes in my opinion okay obviously this is all my opinion um <laughs> because Luke and Lorelai get together. Mm-hmm. It's like really exciting and fun. And then the drama with Rory, which was not the good part, yeah. actually. Uh, oh, and then she finds out that her parents are separated or separating yeah. for the time. There, yeah, there's a lot of drama. Yeah. That's like that too <laughs> much for one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone doesn't have their doors and they go with their door or whatever. I don't know. That was like a, it, it, they emphasize the stress of her opening the inn, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I don't think they emphasized it enough because they made it almost seem like too easy. Yeah. Like it was hard. Well, and I then feel like that's easy. something that Paladino always does is like, it's not the thing, the business thing that they're trying to achieve that's hard for them. It's the life thing that's always hard for them. Like Rory was such a great student, never had to work that hard for it. But like her personal relationships were messy. Same thing with Lorelai. She was like great at being a manager and then buying and running her own inn. But her relationships were always a mess. I think something's got to give. Yeah, otherwise it'd be too perfect. You yeah, can't have everything. That's not fair. You can't be eating junk food and skinny and gorgeous and funny and have your shit together. <laughs> like, uh, no. Yeah. Then you need to have like a drug problem. Like, <laughs> well, it's kind of the same thing in for marvelous Mrs. Maisel, another Paladino show. Midge is too good at comedy, too fast. So the only 
like the main problems she has are in her relationships. Yeah, there's a common thread. Yeah. So why does she do that to her character? I don't know. <laughs> I want to see somebody have to work really hard to be better at their chosen be, profession. It wouldn't be as entertaining. Because we're having to work so damn hard. I'd like to see a man, be better at a man character that she makes is as fucked up as the women characters. Yeah. But I, th- I think if she makes a character, a male character, like she does her women, that guy would be a douchebag and <laughs> yes. no one would like him. And then she'd be canceled. Yeah. Cause it's like, who is this character <laughs> who goes around thinking they're the shit and like treating wi- women like garbage. So besides the independence in being inspired by the Mayflower Inn, which is where Amy Sherman Palladino stayed when she was in Washington, Connecticut. Um, a few of the other locations also kind of translated directly into Stars Hollow businesses. So um, she ate at Marty's Cafe, which is a diner there. And she loved that everyone who lived there like came there to eat and they were they all knew each other and were talking to each other. And it was just this very homey place. So that became becomes Luke's. Uh, the Washington Food Market, they say, could have inspired Dosey's Market. And the Hickory Stick Bookshop becomes Stars Hollow Books, which I wish they would have given that a better, like, a better name than they just sh- Stars Hollow Books. Yeah, because the Hickory Stick Bookshop. That's cute. cute. Yeah. yeah. And it, I've been inside. It is a really nice bookshop. So yeah. So why? I'm like, try a little harder. Um, and then the Frederick Gunn School uh, actually inspired Chilton. It is a uh, prep school that's in Washington, Connecticut, that was founded in 1850. And its mission includes, to this day, intellectual strength, moral courage, physical rigor, and character. I will also add that Chilton was inspired by a couple of prep schools in Connecticut. I think Rosemary, I'm going to fuck up the name. I keep on saying the wrong, the inappropriate name for it. It's Rosemary Choate. Instead of Chode. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, I think, hold on, Rosemary, it's, it's Rosemary, Choate Rosemary Hall. That's the name. And that was the inspiration also for Chilton. But yeah, everyone calls it Choate. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely have to say Chilton is um, a better name than either yeah. Rosemary Choate or Frederick Gunn, <laughs> like either one. So I feel like it's illegal to have the word gun in a school name. Yeah. <laughs> even if it does have two. And this is G-U-N-N. No, but we still. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, still. A couple other towns that they say also inspired it including uh, New Milford, Bantam, and Litchfield. And on New Milford's Town Green, that's where there's a gazebo, because Washington doesn't actually have a gazebo. But Stars Hollow, obviously, is not Stars Hollow without its gazebo. And yeah, and there's a lot of antique shops um, like between the different towns that could have inspired Mrs. Kim's shop, but no one specifically that we know of. So both ends are supposed to be historical. So the first, in, the Independence Inn has been around since, I mean, everything about that town, they're like, oh, pre-revolutionary war, blah, blah, blah. They always have like some event with the revolution. Mm-hmm. We can't find any real history on the inn. 
Um, but we're assuming it's old in this make-believe town. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so Lorelai's the manager, and she has her best friend, Suki, who's the chef, and Michelle Gerard, who's the assistant manager. But the inn itself is owned by Mia Bass, who's like, who took Lorelai in when she came to Stars Hollow. Right, yeah, because Lorelai started working there as a maid, and Mia let her and Rory live in like the little gardener's shed. Oh yeah, that w- that's so cute. Yeah, that would have been nice. I mean, today they can totally Airbnb that place out. <laughs> yeah, for money. real, make a lot more money. Um, it looked so fun to work there. I wish working in hospitality was that fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. Yeah. Um, maybe because it was so tighten it and she was the manager she got to like you know set the vibe yeah i love that because michelle is french she gets to say what everyone in hospitality is always thinking yeah but also he never gets fired yeah and and this is the problem with television they have these characters that will say things that for the joke and they're like haha oh they're just being crabby try saying that in real life yeah be fired so fast (laughs) so fast nothing like that flies even if you try to be subtle about it but it's uh it's fun to watch because i think the inn is it's a big part of like the center of the town spirit i guess because so many things go on there and there's a lot of episodes where you know everything is based in the inn so they have Suki's wedding there. They have a fashion show. Um, the Bracebridge dinner. Oh, yes. The Bracebridge dinner. That looked like so much fun. So much fun. Uh, please, somebody do that. We should do that. <laughs> Is there a hotel or an inn or anyone out there who would want us to host an event where everyone pretends they're... <laughs> in the <laughs> medieval is it me- medieval christmas medieval. times yeah. or whatever um i'll put on that outfit if i have to that they make jackson wear <laughs> i would okay i don't think it should be that era let's do like jane austen <laughs> okay okay like jane austen's like uh trending right now so we <laughs> can hop on that trend maybe we could talk shakespearean a shakespearean dinner Okay, well, that's not Jane Austen, but that's closer I know, to Bruce. I know, I'm, I'm going all over the place. <laughs> oh, it'd be time. fun either way. Uh, let us know if you want to fund this event. <laughs> it'd be a lot of fun. Get a horse-drawn carriages, which I don't know how they got away with that. Uh, also, Lorelai's mother holds her DAR meetings there because that's what she does. <laughs> <laughs> to manipulate Lorelai. Uh, oh my god. Oh my god. Do you remember the episode where Richard's mother, Lorelai's grandma, yes. they go and she's like, okay, I want my dishes to come out. And like, Emily's just like, I'm not done with my pee. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Oh, and the wedding, Suki's wedding at the independence and was really cute yes that was that was fun whenever they had a scene in the kitchen also with like the food Mm. that was all fake right yeah 
It must have been all fake. Although it looks so pretty. Yeah. And delicious. Speaking of someone who would have gotten fired, Suki was like a great chef. But what a freaking insurance hazard she was. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. When she was like always changing up the menus. Yeah, changing up the menus and just like starting fires in the kitchen and just being like, don't worry about that. Like just she was so clumsy. Yeah, she was always cutting her hand and burning herself and like... Yeah, like Workman's Comp had to have been a nightmare for Mia. (laughs) Well, she probably didn't sue her. (laughs) Well, no, but you still have to... If you get injured on the job, you have to file Workman's Comp. I bet that was happening all the time. Oh, maybe. (laughs) Lorelai is the manager, so she's going to be the one who has to do it. And Sookie's her best friend, so she's going to be like, well, here we go. (laughs) Okay, yeah. I, I have to say, I think they they realized how silly they made her character and towards the end of the seasons, they made her more like got to get her shit a together. functional human. Well, yeah. well, a big thing was also in the beginning when, I mean, I don't know if we should talk about this right now when they start the dragonfly and how basically Lorelai calls her out on being oh, all MIA and she's yeah. like, well, I have a baby and it's like, Bitch, the whole town would watch your kid if yeah. you had to. Like, that's kind of... <laughs> like, shut up. Like, you don't have parents. Like, yeah. that kind of was a lame excuse. Like, she's just like, I'm so absent-minded. But then if you know that you're going to be busy, then you let the other person... Yeah. You know, and she didn't let or whatever. I don't know. It was really... It was it, very frustrating. And I felt like after that, after she called her out, like, the character change... Like, they did that on purpose. Yeah. Because how how long can you go with being like the silly yeah. kooky friend? Oh, that's just me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I didn't like that. Oh, but I think also after she got married and pregnant, she became more serious. Yeah, that that'll do it to yeah. you. Yeah, so she had to that like, does make sense. Yeah, because can't be just be leaving your baby on the stove, <laughs> right? That's what I. Mm. <laughs> Okay, one of my favorite episodes where it really focused on the in a little bit was, uh, I guess it didn't really focus on it. Did it? I can't remember. It's the episode where they kind of go back in time. Not go back in time. This is not a sci-fi. <laughs> they they have like a memory, like she remembers when she was oh, 16. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes to the inn and like, it's mm-hmm. like you kind of got a vibe of what it was like. So it has a lot of her history and... um. I thought they did a really good job with that. But I think it's just not hard to believe. Maybe because I'm so cynical and jaded from this world to think that a 16 year old could come into what is what you think of now as like the Mayflower Inn, say, hey, house me and give me a job. Like, get the yeah. fuck out of here. <laughs> like what if if they would do that? I'd be really impressed. Like, I think that's really nice. And she obviously proved herself. I could see it happening in a town that small in the 80s. In the 80s? Yeah. I feel like, yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that happening in a small town in the 80s. I don't know that if I could see it happening now. Right. But especially because now everybody is so connected. You'd be like, okay, I know you haven't lost touch with your family. Like, what's going on? Well, if let's say they're running away from an abusive relationship, you're not going to ask yeah. that question. But the fact that if someone, a 16 year old needs a job, like I just, first of all, most jobs now require you to be 18. 
No, oh, not anymore. They in a lot of states they're lowering the age. Oh, well, the state. Oh, wait, but by the time, so so no. Yeah, she, I got my first job when I was fifteen. I, I got my first job when I was twelve. Yeah, I mean, I, that my was first legal. I'm sorry, my first legal job was when I was fifteen. I had prior jobs. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, my first legal job. What do you mean legal? Like I was old enough to work like in the you state. Signed, you, yeah. Like a W-2? I had an employee. Yeah. I, I made minimum oh. wage. Had a, yeah. Oh, my first legal job was until I was like 19. <laughs> I only did a legal job. I didn't even know there was a term legal and illegal for job. It's like you, you can work. Come on, let's, let's go. Like I didn't, there were no rights. They're just like, we give you money. You do the job. Hush, hush, whatever. Um, but wow. I wish I knew what I know now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, she was, okay, she wasn't 16. She had Lorelai. She got pregnant at 16. No, she had Rory. And then I think she lived at her parents for a year based on the math and like whatever. And then she goes. So she was probably around closer to 18. But still, even if you're 18, I, that kind of sucks that you would only have a small town to go to and you can't go to a big town city or anything like that anything bigger than like a few thousand people in a town because they just wouldn't take you seriously yeah well and you wouldn't be able to afford to live anywhere there that's true so then you would only live in it but most towns in america are not these cute little nice towns they're like you know cesspools of meth <laughs> and and <laughs> and like crime like they're not Lucky the nice... for lorelei she was born in connecticut yeah she's like i'm going to live on my own 30 minutes away in one of the richest neighborhoods yeah. in america um <laughs> you're what? a and fighter lorelei yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a survivor these streets <laughs> yeah she worked her way up uh i mean she did but i don't know if she would be able to do it now Let's say hypothetically you have a, a, a kid who's from Hartford, doesn't want to talk to their parents, not because they were Republicans, because they were like abusive. <laughs> um, and so it leaves. And then and then they go. Let's say they did try to go 30 minutes away to this Mayflower. And I'm like curious to know how come it wouldn't work that way. And it probably wouldn't be a Mayflower. It'd be like a Best Western. But yeah. realistically, okay. <laughs> realistically, this wouldn't pan out anyway the way it did in Gilmore Girls there's no way it would be like you are in a McDonald's or a Best Western were those things beneath her did they not exist back in the 80s yeah they did but not in in Stars Hollow I think that's the only inn in Stars Hollow so maybe that was that when she fled maybe that's the first town she came to on the interstate yeah like did she just take her car and drive and then stopped? It's just bizarre. I don't know. I guess it's just happenstance that like in the 80s, she doesn't have any internet. So she just is like, all right, I'm going to go to the town next to my yeah. town and then good luck. And then you ask uh, that lady where the closest inn is. But I yeah. don't there I have so many questions. <laughs> I, you know, I, I understand if that's what happened, but I just can't imagine that happening now. The competition is just too hot. You're like competing with a lot of people for those jobs. I know that sounds crazy. I'm just really jaded. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just so over TV's fantasies. 
Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> literally, that's the whole point of TV. I know. <laughs> it's to suspend your belief. I know. This is no. This, this is why I actually like Gilmore Girls, because I think it does take me out. And I'm like, yeah. oh, in, in some alternate universe, someone could get a job. <laughs> it's so nice. <laughs> and, you know, like working in hospitality seems like a dream. But okay so whatever she has all this experience she's the at the inn and then she fought her and suki have this dream to open their own inn luke's girlfriend introduces her to the dragonfly mm-hmm. property do you yeah. remember this episode yeah yeah she goes her, luke's girlfriend is a photographer and she goes and takes kind of like uh in our Last Borschtbelt episode, how Marissa Scheinfeld went and took photos of the different Borschtbelt hotels. That's kind of what Luke's girlfriend was doing with this inn. Yeah, she had a really cool job. She was a photojournalist. And I love how everyone was like so mad at her. You're always leaving. I'm like, good. She she has an awesome job. She lives in an amazing life. And you're going to guilt her? Like, I'm sorry. Because, yeah. She was too good for that whole town. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad she left. (laughs) <laughs> i think luke would have held her back to be honest and yeah. i think she knew like that the small town life is not for everyone and that is okay but it's not even that it's it's like she probably could have made it work but it's the small town mentality yeah well she wasn't weird enough yeah yeah she was too put together she, yeah she was way too normal she was too interesting yeah and so like and she was she was interesting in like a oh you have a cool career kind of way she wasn't interesting in like i'm you're a high all the time jazz musician oh, with yeah. cats like no yeah that's what i meant yeah she wasn't like quirky at all yeah she was very normal she definitely wasn't kirk yeah <laughs> but she, she long live kirk yeah she uh, uh it was good that she didn't settle like honestly i think she probably has done better things with her life and career than rory ever thought about <laughs> you see i think rory if she wasn't so full of herself, could have been a Rachel. Yeah. Like she should have actually, I'm shocked that she wasn't more interested in that character. As like That's young- true. Yeah. Cause Rory wants to be a journalist. And so yeah. a photojournalist is not exactly the same as a foreign correspondent, but she's going to have a lot of connections and know a lot about yeah. the world. So yeah. Why is Rory not picking her brain? I don't, because it's, she's so, she didn't go to Yale. <laughs> She didn't go or to an Ivy League. She probably yeah. had to like, you know, go to a state school or whatever. I don't know if she did. Uh, and so what? what's the point? Mm. So Rachel shows them the property. The property is this dilapidated like old inn. And then they find out that a local Fran owns the inn. But she's never going to sell it to anyone. And she doesn't believe that she's going to die. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) What is with, like, you're an old lady. What do you need this property for that you're not doing anything with? Just, I don't know. It was so weird because they're like, okay, well, we get it in your family, but you don't have any kids. So what happens when you go on the long vacation? (laughs) Do you remember the scene? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, okay, so Fran, you have a very successful business and you're pretending to be this stupid. Like, are you really that stupid? Yeah. You know? Um, And then she dies and then, but there really are people out there who are just like, as long as they're alive, they don't want anyone to have what they had, which is, 
it goes with the theme of Stars Hollow, the <laughs> town full <laughs> full of narcissists. Yeah. Uh, every single character on that show is so problematic and so self absorbed. Yeah, they cannot see how their actions like uh, affect others. But but they do it in a cutesy way, <laughs> so it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but eventually she dies. You know what? It's better how that happened because it wasn't given to anyone and they didn't need to negotiate with her, which they would have felt bad if it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So she dies and then they, they buy it off her estate or I don't even know how that Yeah, because they like negotiate the deal at her funeral, right? With the, yeah, with the family well, attorney. Yeah, they're like, so what's going to happen? But I would have done the same thing. It, it, yeah, real estate, you got to move in. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't have waited I, at the funeral was when you want to pounce like i'm shocked no one else was standing next to the guy <laughs> and being like so what's happening with all our stuff <laughs> so they 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 buy yeah the dragonfly of course the then- catalyst though for them being able to do this is because the the what happens to the independence oh, in right. because it, it there's a terrible fire yes and so they have to close the inn. They have their own catering company. But Mia, the owner, has been wanting to sell the inn anyways. And then a few seasons later, it's the fire. And then yeah, they're like, okay, well, now's the time. Um, my question, there's so many financial questions I think a lot of people have with like Gilmore Girls. And in general, most shows, especially during the 90s, they're yeah. like, because I know if you're thinking how I'm thinking is, okay, so the property is this much and they have this much. So the down payment is that. And where's that money that they're getting the construction and how much is construction in the early 2000s? Like yeah. something does not make sense because she doesn't, I don't know if she gets a loan. So she buys the property. How much is that property? It was probably not that much. Yeah. Still. I don't remember. Cause she does get a loan from Luke but, but that's while she's she's already hemorrhaging money. Yeah. So she got $75,000 from her father. Yeah. She wants to give it to Yale. Yale doesn't qualify Rory for the financial aid or something. Right, because of that money, yeah. But then does she give it to Yale and she takes it? I can't remember. Oh, she does use it because then... Rory says, I'm going to get my grandparents to pay for it. And then I'll go to the dinners and then you take that money and buy and put a down payment on yeah. for, for the inn. So it's between her and Suki. So we're both assuming that they're investing. Okay. So you have this dilapidated place. Let's say you put a down payment. Uh, let's say they got it for, I don't know, 300,000 or something. Uh, how much would a down payment be for that? Like, tw- what? Like 20,000? 20,000? 20 to 30,000? Like, 30,000 is going to be a 10% down payment. So, 20% is going to be 60,000, right? Okay, so let's yeah. say 60,000. Okay, that's like, so let's say she gives 30 and Suki gives 32. So then you have whatever left over 45,000. Like, is that enough to redo a whole into? I know this sounds crazy, yeah. but I'd like to really sitting. And like, where is Suki's money coming from? Cause Jackson is a farmer and she works at the same place that Lorelai works. So if Lorelai doesn't have the money and she's getting it from her parents, where is Suki getting her coming up with her investment money? Or is it all coming from Lorelai? Suki also seems like the kind of person who would save her money. Yeah, she does. Even though she's crazy. 
Yeah, but she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't like what she's spending her money on. Like she lives in Stars yeah. Hollow. She just. But then Lorelai seems really irresponsible with her money. She's like, I have no money, but let's all eat out all the time. Anyway, so the dragonfly yeah. ins financial <laughs> statements don't make a lot of sense. That's what I'm trying to get <laughs> but... to. Yeah. Um, this is this was never going to be a straight, easy conversation. <laughs> I have too many opinions about the show. But yeah, okay. So Lorelai is hemorrhaging money. She was going to ask Luke. She has like a breakdown. Luke gives her thirty thousand dollars in a loan for renovations. But then once once it is done, it's really pretty. And then she gets written up about. And then she also, like, um, has opportunities to expand the dragonfly or be, like, a business consultant with that guy that her grandfather sets her up with. And then Luke gets all weird about it. What was that? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, so Lorelai's dad introduces her to this guy mike armstrong to uh, uh, like have a dinner or or a lunch or something because he's interested in investing in the inn and for her to become like a consultant yeah i remember that go and travel and luke got all weird about it see i don't remember that part i haven't i've watched the earlier seasons way more than the later seasons so they're not as like oh firmly in my head luke is all weird because they're always like weird shit between them but i don't know if like they were working on uh, that house that he wanted to buy her and like Dean was there and he's like, they always want more. So he's getting all insecure and he's like, you're going to leave me on travel. She's like, I'm not. But I'm also thinking, what? She's not going to, it's not like she's going to move away. If she's a consultant, she might have to go on some trips, but like you both don't have little kids. You have yeah. your own businesses, your own freedom. You can go with her. Yeah. Go travel with her. Yeah. Who Hire somebody cares? to take care of yeah. the diner. Like, like you and there, are, you know, so many people uh, that you trust in the town that, you know, you're not in the middle of a city where it's like, I don't know if they'll be able to handle the stress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just go with her, have fun, support her career. No, instead he gets all weird. And she is like, Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to do it. But she got really excited talking about it with Suki. And Suki's Mm -hmm. like, well, I'm married with kids. I can't really go either. But that's also temporary. Like, yeah, yeah, right now your kids are young. But in a few years. But also, how long do you think these trips are going to be? Like, they're business trips. Like, you might be gone for a weekend. You might be gone for like a week for some longer ones. But like, it's not going to be that much. I don't know. There was just so many things. Again, so many yeah. questions. Everyone's like, this is the end of the world. I want to talk about um, the two horses. Cletus and Desdemona. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I saying that right? Yeah. That was a cute touch, but also really expensive. <laughs> but now that I'm thinking about it, imagine going to a little inn. It's like, do you want a horseback ride? And I'm like, oh, okay. That's true. That's not to go back to the money issue, but horses are expensive. So that yeah. they're also having to pay for that while they're trying to pay back all the money. Yeah. Their mortgage. Wow. I think they just were in debt. Yeah. I think that was it. They were just in debt forever, but the inn does do pretty well. And, uh, then there's the episode where they change the street names. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah. So it's located on third street. Um, and then it gets changed to, Soars and Boils Alley. 
based off of I guess that was what it was called back in like the early times of the of when this <laughs> the town so they're trying to change the name street names back to more traditional names um but it's actually revealed that third street has had several names throughout its history including uh constabulary road uh crusty bulge i think that was a made-up name <laughs> i hope so <laughs> and um a nip muck name that i am not even gonna try to pronounce but it's supposed to mean you fish on your side of the lake, I'll fish on my side, and no one will fish in the middle. But uh, Kirk said it could also mean buffalo. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was funny. And then when they didn't want to... Oh, when they wanted to keep third, they were like not included on the map. <laughs> Taylor Dozy was a asshole. Oh, my God. I mean, he's there's definitely at least one like him in every single small town. But... Jeez, they really like took all of the worst aspects of those types of people and made it one character. Yeah, yeah. He, he really he didn't have kids. He wasn't married. He had nothing else going on. Yeah, you know, except like his obsession with the town. Yeah, well, and like he's like slowly trying to buy the town up so that he can just control everything. He's such a little despot. Yeah. Like that's what people who can't be tyrants in the big world do is no, they just sure, do it yeah. in their little towns. But I like I like how um, really I mean they all talk back to him, mm-hmm. but when Luke does it, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, uh, don't make it easier. <laughs> What is he going to do if you think about it? Yeah. The only thing is um, with the permit for building the dragonfly and Lorelai was like, oh, my fucking God. She was like freaking out. Yeah. That was just a little bit of a taste of what it's like in New York to oh, do anything. my God. Only the problem is you're not just having Taylor Josie coming and, and, you know, saying don't do it. It's you're getting ticketed and yeah, you fines and like, you, I, is yeah. he going to really give you a fine, Taylor Josie? <laughs> and even if he did, would you pay it or would yeah. you rip it up? And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I can't remember how that all works out, but it eventually gets to finally be Oak Tree Lane. And I can't remember how that happens. I I'm pretty sure there's a threat on to- Taylor Dozy's <laughs> life. Uh, something happens, something, yeah. and then you know it, they figure it out. But there's always like someone threatening. <laughs> I bet he gets a lot of like nasty anonymous letters in his mailbox of people. I I don't blame. One of the things I really liked is on the opening night of the Dragonfly. They did, uh, every, she invited her the whole town and she had game night. Mm. That was really cute. Yeah. Like the whole thing was, was very cute. I wish I was, I could have experienced something like that. Yeah. And the kitchen is really, is done really well. Like the kitchen in the Independence Inn is more industrial. And mm-hmm. then the kitchen in the Dragonfly Inn is like more, you feel like you're in it. Yeah. Someone's kitchen. A real kitchen. Yeah. yeah. They did a a really nice job and that there's like an episode right a few episodes after or whatever they're showing basically the beginning and she gets like obsessive over the place where she's like oh my god they haven't cleaned the spot they need to do i relate to her <laughs> like i can see myself like the ocd i i understood her ocd it's like she works so hard and everything needs to be perfect yes oh and the cutest thing is when they had 
the little of the event with the girls and their dolls. The Ameri- well, I call them American girl dolls, but I don't know what they call them. And they had like a little tea party. Yes, with that was cute. That was really cute. Oh my god, I would have loved to go to something like that I with know. one of my American with the, my only American girl. Which doll. one did you have? Molly. <gasps> oh my god, you and Mo- I had Samantha. I wanted Samantha. Really? Yeah. What? No, I wanted Molly, but if I if I could have had another one, there was no way. But if I could have had another one, I loved Samantha. Yeah. No, Samantha was like I I had my eye on her, and I'm like I need to get her. <laughs> well i didn't i saved up my money my parents did not buy it i bought it for myself oh nice yeah um my mom's like okay a hundred dollar doll yeah. you can save up for all your birthdays and maybe uh, so i would put the magazine on her pillow every night mm-hmm. and i'm like don't for i was so determined to get what i want but i was very patient i was not like rude about it I'm like, every day I'm like, listen, mom, don't forget what we talked about. She's like, I didn't forget that you want the style. I'm like, okay, I'm just making sure. <laughs> I I did this since I was little, like with Barbies. Like every day she dropped me off at kindergarten and I whisper in her ear, I want the gym Barbie. <laughs> and I want the, or the gymnastic Barbie. And I want the uh, Beauty and the Beast Barbie. Okay. And she's like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, don't forget. <laughs> I think she should have taken me to a shrink. At that <laughs> like, so if I say it a thousand times, it will, yeah, it will come true. I feel like the ends just become a part of the story. Yeah, they, yeah, they, there's really not a whole lot that happens there. There's just, it's just part of their lives, and like scenes will happen there, but. Oh, I know what's a good episode about it. Like, some of the scenes is, um, Suki is on bed rest mm-hmm. and Luke takes over the kitchen. Oh and they my God. Yes. And oh, and then before that, she they thought they think they have a ghost mm-hmm. stealing the chocolates. And it's just Suki <laughs> sitting in the beds and eating the chocolates and watching Dark Shadows. And Lorelai finds out and she's just like, it's so comfortable. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, that's such a good idea. The, I really identify a lot with yeah, Suki yeah. while she's doing the, the I, like I too, yeah. being way too clumsy and s- setting a lot of fires in the kitchen yeah. and um just wanting to lay in bed and watch yeah gothic she, and eat TV yeah, yeah absolutely and, yeah if you own an inn I'd be sleeping out that inn all the time why not yeah if the room isn't being used <laughs> heck yeah I love how they just thought it was ghosts though. <laughs> but in the later so in in the following years or the the extra episodes like a year in the life they talk about how like kind of the in plateaus there's no not that they're losing anything but it's not going anywhere or mm-hmm. like you know it's very just it can run on its own with a new person and and michelle is kind of like well i want to grow more and i want to do more and he's like urging her to get a spa and then she's not sure and then her mom's like oh yeah you should buy a spa and i'll give you the money or whatever i don't know it's like this whole thing i can't remember actually the details of that but in the end she ends up buying a new space in town where she's gonna do an ex another inn or expansion or something yeah And I'm curious to know what that looks like because she obviously is good at her job and she has like a, 
way with running things. Um, so she should, but it's, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I want them to redo that, not redo, but do more episodes just to see mm-hmm. what she built. Right. Yeah. <laughs> is it a spa? How often is she going there? Is Suki there? <laughs> Suki in the back, just yeah. like <laughs> drinking the champagne that they give to the guests. I hope so. So here you found a subreddit or some Reddit page that goes on about the symbolism of the ends in the show. Having yeah. to do with Lorelai's oh, um, But also, uh, in case, I'm sure this is a pretty well-known fact, but the Dragonfly Inn that they used in uh, for filming is actually the same uh, home that was used in The Waltons, the television show The Waltons. And before it was the Waltons family home, it was part of an Andy Griffith spinoff show called Mayberry RFD. So it's actually got been a member of SAG-AFTRA, I guess, <laughs> for a uh, long time. Yeah. Well, that whole set it has been used like so many times for so many different things. I think all of Stars Hollow was also in Pretty Little Liars and like so many movies. Yeah, so I uh, I was going down a Reddit hole, and I found uh, this user, my dog ate your pancakes, that <laughs> <laughs> that uh, was trying to explore like the symbolism that they saw in the ends, uh, going along with uh, what's happening in Lorelai's life. Um, so the Independence Inn, pretty, you know, clear. Lorelai wants independence her whole life from her parents. And then this is the place where she finds a job, a place to live, makes her own life and, and really tries to become as independent as she can from her parents and just her whole upbringing. Whereas uh, the Dragonfly Inn uh, is called the Dragonfly because uh, dragonflies undergo a complete metamorphosis. But unlike butterflies or other winged insects with a pupil phase, they transition directly from larva to adult, according to this user. I, I have not fact-checked this, so don't come at me. Uh, Lorelai completes her metamorphosis at the Dragonfly Inn. Uh, she fulfilled her adult dream and finally really grows up. Uh, it was at the opening that she even began her long-term love with Luke and ended the childish relationship with Jason and her... With Jason? Oh, yeah. I don't remember Jason. Digger. Oh, Digger. Okay, thank you. I was like, <laughs> wait, who's Jason? Okay. And uh, I'm back on board. And ended her childish relationship with uh, Digger and her old world. I hate that his name is Digger. I mean, it wasn't supposed to be a compliment. I know, but God, it's that hard to even say. relationship was weird. That yeah. Was, but I see why it, like, I, it needed to happen. She needed a different relationship in between like her other ones the therapy that they all need is so much i'm happy she finally got tricked into it in the later ones but even luke like what just so immature i I just don't understand how can you not how do you communicate so little with someone who you say you care so much about yeah just I don't know. And even though Jason, a.k.a. Digger, he had his problems. I felt like he communicated with her way better than any of her boyfriends. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, I really feel like, like, really, the one she had the most childish relationship one was with Chris. Oh, my God. 
ill. <laughs> I have an ill reaction only because he sabotaged her and Luke. Yeah. With well, yeah, thing. neither one of them could stop being children together. Like they still acted like they were 17 year olds in their their relationship. Yeah. Even them just like so spontaneously, spoiler alert, spontaneously running off and getting married. And like, oh, yeah, like that's such a childish thing to do when you are doing it based purely off of I'm scared and have emotions that I can't deal with. Yeah, yeah. And also just the whole. Okay, so I'm rewatching the episode where she hooks up with Chris and finds out his girlfriend is pregnant. So let's talk about this. He's not broken up with his girlfriend. He just goes MIA. And he's like, yeah, it's not working out. Like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Are you broken up? You should have said I broke up. And so she says like, oh, yeah, Christopher broke up with her. But it didn't really sound like that. And then they sleep together, which is like, well, I hope you are really broken up with her. And then after that, it's like, oh, she's pregnant. Okay, she's pregnant. That's shocking news. But you still don't want to be with her. Yeah. So even if she was pregnant... Why would you be in a relationship with someone you don't want to be with? Like you can still help raise the kid yeah. and be in. I know life, it's like, like why do you think that raising the child properly automatically equals you have to be in a relationship with someone that it's not working? Then all you're doing is sh- bringing a child up and showing them that dysfunctional yeah. relationship and making that what they think they're supposed to look for. Like no, you're being a bad parent still. <laughs> yeah, and then eventually she leaves. I mean, uh, Sherry, right? Mm-hmm. That's right? And she abandons the child yeah. <laughs> for a bit because she has to figure out her own shit. Because, I mean, it's just, oh, my God. Like, the whole thing was so stupid. Yeah. Again, another stupid thing. You could have still been with Lorelai. Yeah. But I actually think, I think they could have been with each other for a long time. I don't think they were meant to be together. Obviously, they yeah. weren't. But, like, it... You're telling me 16 years after you have a kid, you haven't tried to date once. Right. You haven't had that conversation. Hey, maybe we should try this. We have like these feelings like. Yeah. These unresolved feelings. Which it also (laughs) seems like every time they see each other, they sleep together. Yeah. Like that's not the first or second time that happened. So what's the what's the story there? You know? Yeah. Just so many. So many things about. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I really feel like that's the childish relationship she got rid of. But I think this uh, this user was right that like Dragonfly really that that from larva to adult thing, because I think Lorelai thinks that she went from a child to an adult when she got pregnant and had a kid and moved out. But that is not when she stopped being a child and actually became an adult. So it's a cool difference between when Lorelai thinks that happened and when it actually happens when she's in her 30s. Oh, no, I think Lorelai becomes an adult in her Her 40s. 40s. Yeah, because she's in her 40s whenever a year in the life happens, right? Is she? I think she's closer to 50. Well, because she's 32 at the beginning of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so she's got to be like 47 then, right? Because yeah. when, when Gilmore Girls ends, she's like 30, uh, 38. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, so she is closer to 50. Yeah. Both the inns were based on a real inn called the Mayflower. And although the Independence Inn doesn't have 
a history this place does. Uh, it's originally 28 acres of land, which was occupied by the Ridge School, built in 1894. It was a private school for boys that closed its doors to learning in 1919. So in 1920, Harry von Sinderin, a former student of the Ridge School, converted the school into the Mayflower Inn. That's that's really interesting. I've, I'm like imagining what that would be like because... That's kind of cool. It's like, I hate this place. I'm going <laughs> to make something better out of it. So in 1953, First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt was a guest at the Mayflower Inn. And in 2016, the Clinton family stayed there. Uh, in 1990, the property was acquired by Washington residents, Adriana and Robert Munchen. Am I saying this right? Munchen? I don't think it's, I think it's Mnuchin. Mnuchin? Why is it spelled that way? That's how it is, but I'm just saying. I don't like <laughs> Mnuchin. After the inn had fallen to years of neglect. In 2007, they sold it to American Property Hospitality Management. And then in 2009, it was sold to J.H. Whitney Capital Partners, LLC. And then in 2010, the firm was foreclosed on for defaulting on a $21.5 million mortgage. Well. Then a year later, Three Wall Capital took over. In 2013, the Grace Hotels Group purchased it, uh, purchased purchased its 58 acres for 18.6 million and changed its name to the Mayflower Grace. It changed a lot of hands. A lot of people bought this, but that's very interesting. I didn't know about uh, it defaulting on its mortgage, so that made it a good deal for the yeah. Mayflower Grace. <laughs> but then. Um, oh, they also temporarily, uh, yeah, they changed its name to the Mayflower Grace, and then they changed it back when, in October 2018, am I going to say this right, Auberge? I think that's right. Auberge Resorts Collection took over management and owned, and yeah. now owns the Mayflower Inn and Spa. They also did a lot of um, renovations. I think in, in the early 2000s, they, they expanded. And then they redid it in 2018. Right? Yeah. Cause, and I think that when it was Mayflower Grace, that hotel group like was planning on doing a lot of renovations, which I'm, I'm sure they did some. And the, yeah. And then in 2018, this group started renovations. And then in 2020, I think, is when all of the interior design was finished. Oh, okay. Because I remember looking at it. When it was called Mayflower Grace online, it was really pretty. But now it definitely has a different look. Yeah, like they were saying, it was like a lot of gray and beige. And they thought that was too formal. And so now it's a lot of florals and uh, pastels and wallpaper. and It's designed really well. It kind of is giving Dragonfly in. Yeah. But muted. Like a lot tamer, which I actually yes. like. It's really nice. Um, yeah, it's supposed to like be like, you know, New England's country home but you're like the upscale guest oh this is not cheap this is expensive yeah. to stay um their spa looks amazing their spa does look am listen mayflower inn we're requesting <laughs> <laughs> you pay attention to us and invite us to stay at your inn uh i'm kidding but i'm not but it would be really cool i would love to go there like on my birthday or do something. I would for a special occasion. Yeah, I, I would totally stay there, have a treatment. Um, it's gorgeous. It's so bougie and subtle. It's very 
what's that quiet luxury vibe mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. that's the vibe yeah it's it now it's vibe is very different from the independence in on gilmore girls because independence in is all dark wood and that very you know old colonial look whereas now it Mayflower is just light and airy and open. There are a few darker places. Like I think they have kind of like a library study kind of area. That's a lot of the dark wood, but yeah, they, they pick and choose where to put it. They, but they do a really good job, like where it's meant to yeah. be. Yes. Um, I mean, like like it makes bar. sense there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's in Washington, but you can still take like a small drive to the main downtown Washington Depot, I guess where Gilmore girls uh, was, you know, based off, so it, it would be like a cute little outing. And if you go in the fall, you can also go apple picking because there's a ton of orchards Ooh. around there. Um, so I, yeah, I really want to go. <laughs> yeah, it's September. So this is coming up on fall. This is like prime time New England season. So And the food looks good too. They put a lot of work into this place. Like this doesn't look generic. In any way, this looks like someone put a lot of thought into every single aspect of this inn. Okay, well, uh, since we've finished talking about the inns, it is time for a little Gilmore Girls trivia. I feel like I'm going to be really bad at this because I'm, I like remember overarching themes. I don't remember small details. I remember everything. I know. So you're, I'm <laughs> sure you're going to win. Who wins the 24-hour dance marathon in the episode They Shoot Gilmores, Don't They? In season three. Kirk. Kirk, Dean, or Miss Patty? Oh, I didn't even let you finish. It's <laughs> Kirk. It's Kirk. <laughs> it is Kirk. You knew that one. I did know that one. Yes. Here's one. Uh, the first question on this one is who created the show Gilmore Girls? And we already know. Oh, I think I'm on the same website. As oh, you. really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Okay. So Amy Sherman Palladino. Yeah. Uh, in what year did Gilmore Girls first air on television? Uh, 2000. I think it's 2001. But you're right. Okay. Which character on the show is a harpist? I remember them auditioning harpists for an event, but I don't remember there actually being a harpist on the show. Is it Kirk? No. In the <laughs> beginning episodes, um, what's they had the actress Alex Bornstein play this harpist in the inn. Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't and then realize. They got rid of her because she she had the was she, show. Was she in multiple episodes? Yes. I just remember them like auditioning her and her getting it right and then i thought it never happened again no 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 she was hired and they were i think gonna add her as a character but then she didn't i don't she couldn't actually do it but she can't she comes back to be um emily's stylist that's 100 years old oh okay the harpist name is drella who plays the town troubadour on the show oh i have no idea i don't know actors names (laughs) Grant Lee Phillips. I, I don't know who that is. He's a singer, I guess. Um, what actor from Gilmore Girls went on to play the sibling of a character with the same name as his character from Gilmore Girls? Is it... Why are they with these names? One of the choices is Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> um, Matt... Sutri? Jared 
Padalecki or Milo Ventimiglia? <laughs> um, I don't know. It was Jared who played Dean Forrester, went on to play Sam Winchester in Supernatural, a character whose brother is named Dean Winchester. Oh, okay. I did not understand that question at all. Then. Yeah, it was a weird one. Yeah. What event does Stars Hollow celebrate in the pilot episode? Ooh. Oh, my God. They have so many events. Which one was in the first one? I don't even remember this. Was it like a Founders Day or like a Starlight? Like their Stars Hollow Starlight? No. Thing? The Town's the Bicentennial. Oh. I don't oh. remember that. The Town's Bicentennial? Yeah. But the town was founded in 1779. So their bicentennial would have been in 1979. Someone didn't do the math. Hmm. Someone making mistakes. Here. <laughs> okay, which famous musician guest stars in a series as Sophie Bloom? Oh, in the series as Sophie Bloom, the owner of the music store. Oh my gosh. Oh, come on. Oh my God. Why do I? She sings so terrible theme. Carol King. There it is. I was just like, why can't I come up with her name? I love her. (laughs) What is the title of the last episode of the original series? The title of the last episode. I don't know. All of their titles are so long. (laughs) This one's not that long. Is it the end? <laughs> kind of in a different language. <laughs> Fiend? No, no. It's uh, Bon Voyage. Oh, okay. Um, in what year did the Netflix revival Gimler Girls in a Year in the Life premiere? 2016? Yeah. Because I remember that was a really shitty year. <laughs> I remember I was waiting for two things. One, to find out who the president is going to be. And <laughs> two, what the Gilmore Girls premiere. <laughs> I was excited for one. I was, yeah, I was really excited about the Gilmore Girls premiere. That was the year that uh, my boyfriend moved out here to LA without me. So that was a hard year. Oh, yeah, that is a hard time. Um, Not his fault. I refused to come. So, But it's his fault somehow. <laughs> uh, what's the a good question? Oh, what is the name of Lorelai's dog? Oh, my God. It's another musician. Paul Anka. Yes. Oh, uh, how many TV shows have made direct reference to Gilmore Girls? At least 12. Oh, this says eight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it doesn't. It only meant it says Family Guy and many others. So I don't know. Uh, I know for a fact that Will, Will and Grace referenced Gilmore Girls. When Jack was like, Ugh, you're worse than the nodal daughter and Gilmore yeah. Girls. <laughs> um, Mad TV made fun of them because ca- uh, they called them, they did a skit called the Gab Moore Girls. <laughs> and then I know Family Guy did the same thing. Yeah. And then I'm just assuming there's a lot more Gilmore Girl people out there. Yeah. What is the name of the high school Rory attends before Chilton? Stars Hollow High? (laughs) 
You are correct. <laughs> well, because they are just not very <laughs> creative. Stars Hollow Books. Oh, Stars Hollow oh, High. I want to ask you this question. What is the secret society Rory's bo- boyfriend, Logan, is a part of at Yale? Oh. <sighs> oh, my God. Capitalists and criminals. No. <laughs> <laughs> The, <laughs> the screw tape and umbrella society <laughs> the entitled and annoying yeah. um come on you and really? i remember fine you failed this one the life and death brigade oh really yeah that's so stupid <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure that's why i didn't remember because yeah. i didn't care for it what event does stars hollow hold annually on the first snowfall the fire or something on the first snowfall they they have a an event the snow festival (laughs) oh the the snowman contest no because you have to have snow for that it's more historical i didn't know this i'm looking at the answer and i'm testing you now (laughs) is it the whenever they had their like uh their supposed revolutionary war thing where they're like just 12 guards like waiting for red coats that never come yeah the reenactment of the battle of stars reenactment (laughs) thank you that was the word i could not come oh oh which band does lane kim join as a drummer oh i don't know the name of that band (gasps) i don't remember okay i know hep alien oh i definitely did not remember that you're not a true fan (laughs) That is the uh, fictional ends of Gilmore Girls and one real in in the real world. Yes. And I know we rambled like Lorelai. You won't know how much we rambled. You won't know how much we cut out. (laughs) Yeah, we had to hold back. Thank you for joining us and listening to our weird opinions. Thanks for listening to Hotel History. You can follow us on most social media platforms, Patreon, and Substack by searching for Hotel History or Hotel History Podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so we can reach more listeners. 